0: Welcome back, everyone. This is NYU Grad. On Monday, July 31st, I'm recording this at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's jump right in. This might actually be a a fairly uh, light podcast today, uh, and I'll explain why. Uh, But before we jump into the market data, I want to take a moment, and I don't know if you saw my Substack post and Twitter posts today, but uh, over the weekend... The Substack and the podcast reached 999 um, downloads. So we surpassed 1,000 like right on Sunday uh, after midnight. But uh, it's a big milestone for me. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone for subscribing to the Substack as well as listening to the podcast. If you listen to it every day or once in a while... I just want to uh, extend my gratitude for even uh, checking in. And just to reiterate why I'm doing the podcasts, number one, I enjoy. I just am a student of the markets. I love to follow it. But I follow um, quite a bit of financial podcasts myself. And I was looking for a shorter, um, short-form version where it would just go through the market analysis for the day, the highlights, Without going into too much detail and just succinctly going over it, so that I can listen to it on my commute or my like my run in the morning or coffee break, and not have to deal with advertising uh, or politics um, or or tangents. Because a lot of you know I listen to a lot of great podcasts, but that does happen quite a bit. And I was looking to be very agnostic and just do highlights. So that's the purpose of the podcast. And I'm really happy that you guys are all tuning in. So thank you. Uh, you can find it on Substack. It's at nyugrad.substack.com. And it's also available on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I think they rebranded. Uh, as It's also available on Spotify as well as Amazon Music. So uh, those are where you can find me. You can just literally search under the podcast um, category for NYU grad. Uh, Now, jumping in right into the markets, uh, as you know, I like to look at the breadth every day. So we had 503 new highs and 72 new lows. So bullish impulse there. We had uh, 66% advancing and 29% declining. But I'd have to also... um, Be very cautious here because while it was a bullish end of the day, the Dow closed up 100 the NASDAQ closed up 0.21%, the S&P closed up 0.15%, the Russell closed up a percent. All of these gains happened in the last nine minutes of the session. That's right. We opened up, uh, well, overnight in the um, pre-market or after hours, Uh, On 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 uh, Friday and into Sunday morning, we were kind of bouncing back from the sell off on um, Friday, and um, we opened up um, at you know close to those highs of pre market, and we just started to sell off all day. We bled pricing all the way down, uh, looking at the ES, uh, all the way down as low as forty six hundred but the last uh, nine, 10 minutes of the session, we just spiked higher on heavy volume. Uh, Some of you might be wondering how this happens. Uh, There's could be uh, multiple factors here, right? There could be uh, algos that have a instruction to buy at a certain time at the close. Uh, There could be options um, activity that is late and they're waiting till the end of the day. but regardless of the reason, um, it's, you know, what matters is the close, right? The actual number. So it closed green, but it was very suspect. You know, Monday the 31st is also the last day of the month. This is obviously where all of the Wall Street firms and financial institutions have to uh, close the books for July and send out those statements via email. To tell you how great they are and why you should be paying them the fees that you do. So, you know, the seasonality of end of month, end of quarter is real uh, historical, historically. Whether it's the reason why it happens, no one has proof yet. But um, we closed up uh, across the board. Um a lot of the riskier names like Roku and I say risky because they've imploded okay they went from 400 to like 30 so that is an implosion and you know Roku is back up into the 90s right now and doing very well year to date but keep in mind a lot of these companies that are doing well right now they've been hammered uh, the past two three years so jumping right in uh, to the data uh, I want to kind of point out some ranges on the S&P 500. So we had been going back and forth, and I mentioned this in one of my earlier podcasts, um, prices for the S&P were bouncing back and forth in the balance range uh, of 3800 to 4200 from November through uh, basically May of this year. And once we broke out of that range, Buyers and sellers um, no longer agreed on price, and we traded initiatively higher, looking for a new balance area. We still haven't found it yet. Uh, there was one attempt at a balance area between forty three hundred to forty four hundred, but then we gapped higher above that range, and now uh, we're close to um, you know uh, lifetime highs again. But you know the S and P. Um, is doing very well at 4588. So the the bull impulse and the bulls have control of this market. The only way I would say hey there's something really that you need to look at or be worried about is if prices can come back test the top of the previous range of 4185. And if it tests that and it breaks down and falls back into that range between 3810 and 4185, then what you have is a high volume node or where the most volume of trades have happened where buyers and sellers agreed to exchange hands for money and for shares. That is roughly around 4,000 on the S&P. So until 4185 breaks down, there's really nothing to worry about. But as if things break down i will let you know what usually will happen is you'll see rotation out of different sectors into other sectors that are defensive and then you'll start to see some of the smaller companies like these high flyers like roku starting to fail Uh, and then you'll see the larger mega caps like microsoft apple google meta uh, nvidia tesla start to struggle. Uh, But there's no sign of that now. Everything is just uh, all green and all bullish. All the uh, sell-offs are being bought either intraday or the following day. Uh, So that's just a summary of the macro market. Um, What I noticed just looking at the trees of the market, uh, during the afternoon, um, we were developing a mini range, which is a range within a range um between like 4600 or 45.95 up to like 46.15 and we just kept going back and forth from there and what i love about this is whether we break up or break down we can then play an initiative move up out of the larger range which is 45.60 to 46.20 Uh, or if it breaks out of the mini range we might go straight back down to forty-five, sixty to test that. Uh, so I'll post in the show notes uh, some screen grabs of this play, um, if you're interested to see kind of how my eyes look at the charts. Uh, you know, I mentioned how he closed, but at one nineteen p.m. Eastern, the Dow, the S&P, and Nasdaq started to go red, and then the sell-off really started to happen. The VIX was green. Uh, the breath was showing weakness all morning, and then it just started diving around that time. But then last 10 minutes, hockey stick save, someone pressed a button, and then we just shot up higher for the end of the month. Uh, some names that continued to be strong here. I'm just pulling up some charts. So Roku finished up again. They were up 7.44%. Adobe, when I was looking at it, was up 3 but it closed. Yep, it closed up 3.3%. Sweet Green, um, one of my favorite quick serve restaurants for like lunch. Uh, they were up almost 9%. Trying to fight back uh, from the recent gap sell off. Kava, uh, another lunch hot spot, is breaking out right here. It looks really, really strong. I believe institutions have picked this up. It closed up 8% at $57.15. There's nothing but blue skies ahead for this. So um, it looks like it's going to make a a run here. Um, And I'll post the charts for Kava as well. Um, Also, I noticed that gold and silver were up a a lot today as well. If I look at GDX, we closed up 2%. If I look at SLV, which is silver, we closed up 1.6%. If I look up... Barrett Gold, which is ticker similar Gold, that closed up 1.83%. And then if I look at uh, UUP, which is the bullish ETF for the dollar, that closed up 0.21%. Um, so yeah, there was a little bullish impulse in gold and silver. Uh, the company AI, which reports soon, they were up 5%. Wayfair. Another high flyer that got crushed after COVID. So wafer went a sky high as close to 350 and then crashed uh, all the way down to like in the high 20s. But now it closed at 77. It was up 6.5% today. That is also breaking out here. Uh, how high these can break out, no one really knows and uh, I also noticed Wix, which is a smaller player for websites, uh, that was up six percent as well. Uh, so, so a lot of risk on activity. Um, you know, I would stay, you know, pretty comfortably here long. If you are already long, there's really nothing to worry about right now. Uh, just watch some of the earnings that are coming up. Uh, so tomorrow uh, morning. We have Pfizer, Uber, Caterpillar, Marriott International, and then after hours, you have Starbucks, Uh, what else, Uh, AMD, Pinterest, Chesapeake Energy. On Wednesday, pre-market, you have CVS, Kraft Heinz, Johnson Controls, Uh, and then after hours, you have PayPal, Qualcomm, Shopify, DoorDash, which is another high flyer that, let me just look at the chart real quick. Uh, DoorDash is ticker symbol Dash. That was only up 1.3%, but man, that is a really strong-looking chart. Um, Let's see. Um, What else? Obviously, Thursday is big, right? Thursday, you have uh, in the morning a few big ones like uh, Regeneron, Cigna Health. But in the afternoon, you have both Apple and Amazon reporting uh, on Thursday. You have Coinbase reporting after hours, Airbnb after hours, uh, and you also have Square SQ reporting after hours. um, So yeah, it's a busy week. Looking at the economic calendar, uh, tomorrow you have uh, manufacturing PMI coming out at 945, job openings at 10, ISM at 10, construction uh, spending also at 10, Wednesday's ADP employment numbers, Thursday's initial job claims. Uh, as well as ISM services and factory orders. And then Friday is non-farm payrolls and unemployment rate. So a lot of economic data as well. So uh, thank you again for tuning in to the podcast. I will see you on the next episode. And thank you again. Oh, before I forget, I've launched a referral program on Substack. Uh, you can check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but basically... Uh, There's three tiers where if you refer your friends and colleagues, family members, etc. You can earn free uh, comped months of the premium service once it starts. So I'm not planning to put any paywall or subscription service, but when I do, all of the rewards and awards you've built up uh, will go into effect retroactively. So for an example, for ten referrals, you get one free month uh, comped. For twenty referrals, you would get um, three months uh, comped. And then, if you were to be able to get to thirty referrals, uh, it will be a premium free or comped for six months. So check that out and please spread the word. Uh, I love that uh, people are taking advantage of the podcast. I, you know, it's something that I wish I had for the past few years. And um, with that, in the spirit of brevity, I'm going to end it here at 15 minutes. So um, have a great day, and I'll see you on the next podcast.